Support for this podcast comes from WeWork. Today takes new ways of working, new measures toward health and safety, flexible terms to scale up and down, convenient spaces designed for focus and collaboration. It takes WeWork to take your business where you want it to go. WeWork. That's how tomorrow works. Visit WeWork.com slash tomorrow. Often imitated, never duplicated. The one and only B. Scott. You're listening to the B. Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. <laughs> JT, I, I'm ready for you to come home, man. Okay, oh, baby. Alright, first night. When I'm on another about making music, we turn out me. Too long. Like now. You done said too hard, right? It's a superstar, man. For real. You're a jerk. When I was counting down, these bitches counting me out. Yeah. Now I'm back. I got them shot. These bitches dropping their mouth. Yeah. Little runaway, my friend, mama, help me out. I don't give a fuck about no bed. I sleep on the couch now I'm up. But I could write a book about the rainy days. I don't gotta throw shade to get a fan base. I been a real bitch way before the fed case. Young Miami held me down, that's a bitch ace. And if a bitch try her, it's a cold case. Get your ass snatched up like my new waist. Pulled in and out of prison like a drive-thru. All the mall waiting on me cause the time flew. I went from boots to khakis to Louis tennis shoes. Sending prayers to my people sitting in the shoe. The blogs that made me mad, they made me motivated. Yeah, I left the chain game, bitch, I graduated. Been the most important bitch, yeah, I'm celebrated. Little bald head bitch, still the most hated. Bitch, I'm right on time for the season change. Y'all hoes, real salty bitches, season change. Might make my side nigga call me a range. And put it up for my bitch, she got the best brain. Pull up by myself, Miss Pearly, don't need no army, bitch. I ain't got no love for these niggas, I ain't Bernie, bitch. Embarrass a bitch on stage, I'm on Samari shit. Any bitch in my way, you gon' be sorry, bitch. I wish I would let one of you hoes try me. I'll be back in khakis, blue shoes, walking through R&D. How y'all gon' in city girls when y'all ain't half of me? Don't love me, y'all ain't me, that's the other half of me. Oh my goodness! The girls, the girls. I like that though. I like. The, I mean, I her flow. Like I need. I like when people snap. I'm into it. She snapped. She she was ready. She needed to release, and she was like, "I'll roll up by myself. I don't need no army, bitch. That's me. I will roll up by myself. Like what's good? I got no love for these hoes. I ain't Barney. Well, all right. And just like that, we are back. Yeah. For another episode of the B. Scott Show. Woo woo. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. A lot has transpired since we um, called Nicole Murphy a scallywag. A lying scallywag. A lying scallywag. Mm-hmm. And we did an emergency episode, and that's the reason why we came into the studio um, so quickly, mm-hmm. was because we needed to, I needed to get that hoe together. <laughs> like, she needed to be gathered. She needed to be fully gathered. And I, like, it, and and I listened to the last episode, um, and I do want to say my love muffins. Yes, I was heated. Um, you could tell <laughs> I was very heated. I was very agitated. It was in the moment. It was in the moment. She had really set me off because there's nothing worse to me than, and let me be clear about this too. She is more of an associate. I sometimes call people friends. I now realize I sometimes sometimes call people friends that do not deserve to be labeled as a friend. Mm, same. I had that same conversation last night, actually. So it's more of an issue with how I label people as opposed to um, what they really are in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, when I say friend, I thought, you know, someone that I would see, we would speak, it would be cool, it would be all love. That's what I, I labeled as a friend. It was not someone that we were texting every day back and forth. Right. 
that is not the case. Right. And, you know, and honestly, one thing that I should have, I certain lessons I know, but I forget and I need to remind myself of. If you have, a, if you see a person, whether they're associate or friend or whatever their capacity in your life, and you see them doing God awful things to other people, do not think for one second that they won't do God awful things to you. Mm. So when I saw the pictures of her kissing Antoine Fuqua, who everyone knows is married. Married. For 20 years. Everyone knows that. Everyone under the sun knows that. And so when I saw that, you know, I should have known <laughs> just because if she's that blatant to go and be that type of lion scallywag to go and kiss another woman's husband like that and then call the part. Okay, we're going to get to that part. But, <laughs> you know, I should have known those possibilities. She could throw me on the bus, too. True. You know, and she tried. Yeah, she. Oh, she definitely. She, tried. she made a, uh, an attempt. And the the problem is that digital media, social media, what we're doing right now is the media. Mm-hmm. It is how people consume information. So a lot of times, you know, back in the day, it was like, yes, we will wait all day to watch certain shows because that was the only way we could get certain information. Mm-hmm. Now you get that information throughout the day in real time. In real time. So by the time you make it to watching Wendy, you done heard about all of these stories. And there were a lot of them, too. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So by the time she made it to Wendy, you know, we had already, if we were we done with this two months up. ago. We were done with her two months ago. <laughs> um, but in terms of, so let's pick up where we left off. So we left off when she, you know, she went on Wendy. She lied on us. She mm-hmm. said she did not release the statement to me saying that he was a family friend, mm-hmm. right? That's when we did the emergency podcast and I went in on her calling her a lion scallywag and we also posted on lovebscott.com. If you want to go to lovebscott.com, click on the exclusives tab at the top and you will see all of our exclusives and then you will see the one where we showed the, re- the receipt. The receipt. Mm-hmm. Um, we showed the receipt of her text, our exchange mm-hmm. and that's there. And then because... You know, after we po- after we ran that story, I was not done. <laughs> I wasn't done. That's the reality of it. Like I was not done with her. I'm not done with you yet. That's how I felt. And so I was like, yeah, okay, that was one story. I said, like, but I'm not done. I'm not. It's not over. And it's never over until I feel like it's over. And it's still not really over now. Not right now. And then my head just off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's still not really over right now. Um, but so the next post that we um, ran was because I was curious because I knew when she first released a statement to me, the next day she released a statement apologizing for kissing him. Completely different tones. Completely like night and day. And I was already kind of like questioning that and irritated by that because why would you release one statement to me and then the next day release another statement to TMZ that basically discounts the initial statement exactly right. but didn't say it like that right and if you were going to discount the initial statement you should have done it at the time hello okay I would have still had the same response but you should have done it at that time but she didn't because that statement she, she released to me yeah but she was trying to like she didn't know how to navigate it because I mean what I'm gathering from this too is that she's not that bright no, and she doesn't really realize when things are going to be a thing. Exactly. So. Because she lives, she's not that bright and she's kind of delusional as to what happens and the, how these <clears> things work. <throat> this is not the olden days. This is not the days of like... Scallywags. Scallywags. Right. 
and trollops. It's not these not those days. It's the no. days now of it's a new generation and people disseminate information and content totally different. And talk about it and break it yeah. down and piece it together. And, and then and then also I think people don't people her age may not even realize how significant our platform is. Mm. So she thought that she could just make that move and that's not a move she could make. And so anyway, so I was wanted to know like what in on earth would cause her what is the source of her doing this about face? Not only releasing that statement the next day to TMZ, and but then later going on Wendy Williams and saying that the first statement was not something that she released at all. And then that's when we got the tea. Mm-hmm. And the tea is that her ex-husband, Eddie Murphy, who was primarily funding her life because she still has one underage child by him that she receives child support for, was livid. Livid. He was off like he was ready to set it off and he called her and he said that she needed to apologize for this or else. And the else, we all know what the else means. The else means you're going to be cut off. We're going to have problems. Right. And so, and then we also revealed in that post too that, you know, Antoine felt set up. Mm-hmm. That something about the whole picture situation just didn't, you know, go over well with him. And so, then that led me to the next exclusive. Keep in mind, as as we're doing this, mm-hmm. sources are coming from all over. Yeah. Like a bunch of people are ready to spill Nicole's tea. Yes. Sources are coming from all over, and I'm not done. <laughs> that is the overall key. I'm not done with you. I'm not done with you. Okay? So that happened. I was like, okay, cool. And then the next, day I, and then the next day I woke up, I was like, I want to write another story. Let's, <laughs> let's go. And so... The next story is that the reason I'm I'm digging into the why I was like I wanted to know why would this hoe try me mm. try me why would she try Come me for the reprise? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Why would this hoe try me? And then we got even more tea, and the tea is that she's broke. That she's going through, she has a, a, a fin- financial hardship. She has a financial hardship, and that financial hardship was teed off by the fact that she was swindled out of ten million dollars of her fifteen million dollars settlement that she got from Eddie Murphy in two thousand five. In two thousand five, from a friend, a quote unquote family friend that was supposed to be investing her money, but took her money and spent every last single penny of it. Mm. That's how I also know that you ain't that bright. Ooh. You were not the brightest light bulb in the bunch. Mm. Because how are you going to set up a trust and put his name and her name on? Do you know how a trust works? A trust yeah. means that either one of those people can, pe- do, can do what they, they want, want immediately. Overseas. Right. <laughs> you know, fly, he was flying around in all these like private jets. Two, not like two million, not like three. Let's just kind of see how it goes. Ten. No, we'll just go ahead and do ten. Ten. Out of the fifteen. Yep. In what world? And also, too, you don't know what karma she's dealing with. Because from what I understand now is that she's been a lying scallywag for a long time. Mm. The people have that I've talked to, and, you, and we're talking about, I'm not talking about like some random people. We're talking about people who know her, know mm. her. And so she's been doing this type of behavior for quite some time. And so, you know, sometimes karma don't catch you, and sometimes karma does. And sometimes karma keeps hitting your ass. Okay. Because I hit her ass. <laughs> on this situation <laughs> she thought she could get up there and do that to me and I was like no 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 okay so basically it was a 15 million dollar settlement 10 million dollars of it was swindled away mm-hmm. she has a massive debt and she's looking for a new man to secure the bag mm-hmm. and one caveat that I think that people have forgotten um, that people need to 
pay attention to is that she's been trying to secure a bag for quite some time since Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. So run down the people that she jumped to. She jumped from one person to the next to the next. So she went to Michael Strahan, and they were together for five years before they broke up over prenup negotiations. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she went to... Prenup. Let's bring that back. A prenup negotiation. So the reason why the whole... he was They were engaged together mm-hmm. and to each other. And the reason why it fell apart was because of the prenup. That means that it was all She's about the, the money. money. The money, Hello. that was it. Hello. And that's documented before any of this. Right. So then she went to Jamie Jackson. And yeah. they dated for a minute. And then Nick Cannon. And you know, Nick Cannon's not playing any of that. Mm-hmm. And then Antoine. Right. That we know of. Right. And then she tried to force... and So... Okay, I guess that's our next exclusive. Mm. Okay, so this exclusive we were just talking about, we just said that she was looking for another bag to secure, right? Yeah. Then the next day, I'm still not done with her. I'm still, I'm just still, I haven't got it off of my spirit. I haven't got it off of my chest. And just to be clear, she will will forever be on my naughty list. Permanently. She's permanently. Anytime I can can zing that hoe, I'm going to zing her. Every time I do it, every time I can, I'm going to give her a new facelift. I'm going to slap her with a new facelift. <laughs> She's going to get a new face every time I can zing her. And so the next <clears throat> exclusive, so let's keep this together. On Tuesday, she she lied on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We dropped the receipt. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. We taped the podcast on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. And then we dropped another exclusive on Wednesday. Yeah. We dropped another exclusive on Thursday. And now we're going into the Friday exclusive. Mm-hmm. And the Friday exclusive is that she was, um, Layla Rashawn, which is the wife of Antoine, feels taunted by Nicole Murphy. As well as, not only what did she feel taunted by her, it also turns out that Nicole Murphy planned and plotted for four months and paid for the paparazzi to take those photos. Okay? And that was our Friday exclusive. And so Layla Rashawn feels taunted and she's being taunted through their mutual friends. So basically, things deep. things are being said. You know, it's been kind of like fake reach outs. It's been, you know, she's been trying to get messages to her, you know, to try to just... Because again, take it back to the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Antoine, they were family friends. Correct. That's very valid. Yeah. And that's a part of the exclusive we had on Friday, too, where mm-hmm. we're saying that they were in fact family friends and that the children actually attended each other's birthday celebrations when they were growing up. Oh, it's deep. It's deep. So you can't act like, and also not to mention that Eddie Murphy gave Layla Rashawn um, her first acting roles. Her first acting roles came from Eddie Murphy. So probably to Eddie Murphy, Layla Rashawn is like family. And so now you're going over there, not only are you family because our family celebrated together and our kids know each other, you're going to go over there and disrespect someone that I helped put on. Put on. And then I care about, you know, and so that was a Friday, a Friday exclusive. And the fact that she paid him, she paid how, but we've been new. You Right. We've been new. I mean, I knew, I knew that she called him. Mm-hmm. I knew that she may have planned it, but I didn't know that she paid him. A girl, you don't have much money left to be spending on foolish shit like this <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Why would you? Up down her Instagram selling them old cheap ass bracelets. <laughs> You remember, the, you remember that whole bracelet craze? Oh, I do. You remember that bracelet craze where everybody was making little beat things, little beat beat, little beat beat. <laughs> they were making these bracelets, and she's still making them. 
Oh, somebody she's working with is still making them. And that's what her Instagram page is primarily about. That's these cheap, no money. Right. These cheap ass braces. So why you know she ain't got no money. <laughs> if that's the best idea you can come up with or something that the people did 10 years ago. Okay. Like, they literally you can see on some of them you can see the like little little, um, little fishing line <laughs> Jesus that's what I call it you know fishing line is like that clear uh-huh. and that's how it looks it, but it, but even the braces she's selling <sighs> are not even the best of the braces that I saw during that time They're period area. 10 years ago right there's some good ones yes but not to her, not hers it was some good ones mm-hmm. years they came and went yeah but that was just shocking all of that I was like now y'all gonna be sitting here making things <laughs> When that was happening, it was some people who did it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I never touched any of it. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, only thing I ever I had T-shirts with love muffins on it. Uh-huh. I had, um, you know, lovebescott.com, little rubble uh, rubber bracelets and things mm-hmm. and um, little tote bags. I was a real classy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be damned if I, me and you get in here and start making stuff. Start beating it up. We having two more blues. <laughs> two more blues. In a red. <laughs> I can see us doing that. Joke. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> this was so funny. We had done a lot of stuff in a different life. We have done. We have. <laughs> there's been a lot of things have happened, but making bead bracelets was not one of those things. But no. that's what Nicole Murphy's doing right now. Mm. Okay. So, and then we decided to leave it on, just to kind of see what she would do because yeah. she hasn't said anything. I I heard from my sources that she's been silenced. Oh. Hmm. That's what I heard from my sources. So, I mean, that was enough to, you know, necessarily we didn't write exclusive about it. But and I, I didn't tell you, but yeah. my source said that she's been silenced. Well, she pre, she pretty much believes um, that she can't talk. Well, at least we didn't get a cease and desist with typos. Oh, my goodness. And that that was the whole situation was just the reason why it set me off is like you going you going to give me a statement and then you going to deny the statement next to the heifer we done drug a couple <laughs> couple of months before no for real <laughs> and I wonder she's been parading around with a bunch of people lately mm-hmm. <clears throat> I saw her and Anini went out the other night again again mm-hmm. oh my god were the wigs attached same faces same face <laughs> Nini's face changes every day mm-hmm. like I don't know what's happening and she said on the I watched one clip from one of the Wendy shows she said she wanted to get another nose I heard like another one that's just gonna crumble you can't keep messing with that cartilage but anyway, I mean, also, Wendy's getting a star. She's getting a... She is on Thursday. Yeah. They, it does seem like, and this is no shade to Wendy, but it does seem like they're handing out these stars left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's like, you get a star, you get a star, you get a star. It used to be like, you know, one or two stars a year. Now it seems like they are weekly giving out stars. Yeah, but I will say, like, in Wendy's case, I and mean, she's been doing this for a really long time. Yeah. So if they're going to give it away to somebody, at least to somebody with some longevity. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, it was like, but I'm saying, like, it seems like last week it was Tyler, this week is Wendy. You know, like, it seems like it was always some, you know, people getting a star. I mean, it's like, it's always feels like an announcement of somebody getting a star in rapid succession. And, you know, what I didn't realize is that I think there's money involved. I mean, it's like something. Oh, you get nominated, then you have to, like, pay for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so it's money involved. So actually, you pay, I think it's your own money that pays yeah, it's for like the. 30000 or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it behooves them. And that's something that Love Muffins may not know is that, you know, this is a business for them. Mm-hmm. So they actually are looking for people to give stars to. To pony up that money. You too can get a star. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you, okay, um, let's talk about this. We got to go into this. You know, Ocho Cinco wanted me. Ocho Cinco wanted me. 
That is my favorite quote oh, so of the last Cinco week. One and me. Hey babe. Hey babe. Hey babe. Hey babe. <laughs> so basketball wise. <clears throat> so there's a whole predicament situation there is. going on with basketball wise. Now, have you been watching the season? I have seen clips. I have Okay. It's, it's a good season. I have been, I've seen clips of Basketball Wives, and I, I saw that Shawnee said it's been renewed. Mm-hmm. So, you just, so you, that's when you think Basketball Wives is not come back. It's no, it's come back. Mm-hmm. And so, but this season is a new character or a new person called OG. OG. <laughs> OG and OG and it's a girl CC. So OG mm-hmm. and CC are friends. Mm-hmm. So OG and CC are friends, and OG is your favorite athlete's athlete, allegedly. <laughs> Whatever the verdict that means. is still out. Whatever that means, I don't. I don't know who OG <clears throat> is. So she's a girl. So she comes on the season, and she's branding herself as like this. Uh, and I'm and I hate to say this, but she branded herself as this tough, aggressive. I'm a football player. I tackle bitches. This is my thing. This is what I do. You know, that was her mm-hmm. persona. Right. She's a tough girl. She can get in there. She can get dirty. And so this season, you know, when it comes to, you know, dealing with the other girls, she's been very much that. Mm -hmm. She's not taking shit. You know, she's starting stuff, but she'll finish it, too. Mm -hmm. And so I will give her credit for that. Right. So the issue is coming in where the other girls start calling her aggressive because every time there's an argument or like an altercation, she goes to threats. I'll break your jaw. I'll kill you. I'll stomp you to the ground. Yeah. And from one perspective, it's it's happening every single time you're saying these things. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, it's like, you know, well, I'm not the only one. I'm just talking. Right. You have people over here who have thrown tables and mm-hmm. have thrown bottles. And that's where I'm torn at. Because what I what I feel is at the crux of what's happening. And, you know, I'm cool with Evelyn, you mm-hmm. know. But the truth is the truth and the truth will set you free. I feel that OG is the person that has called her bluff. Mm. OG is a person that I'm going to do what you used to do to other people better than you. Which means that, like, Ellen was threatening people. Ellen was throwing bottles. She was, you know, trying to get cross tables. She mm-hmm. was, all type of things have occurred. Mm-hmm. I mean, she stayed throwing a drink or th- something in people's faces. And, and also she, you know, she was really aggressive towards Jennifer, too. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, the verbiage. Like, she would, I mean, she would say, you know, things where, you know, you would be like, oh, shoot. Like, she's about to get it popping. And but OG is like really like I'm gonna get it popping, correct. And she got it popping, and 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 Evelyn got pushed in the bushes. Evelyn got pushed in the bushes. They heard a clip <clears throat> uh, last Shani night. Shani getting pushed. Shani got pushed. Um, and there was another thing that I'm I'm missing right now. But I think the issue you know that is being had is that we're all on the show. We're all mm-hmm. paid to argue. We're yeah. all gonna fight. We're all gonna you know escalate situations. But it can't happen every time. It can't happen every time. But if we're all at a four. Right, and you're coming in at a seven every single time. Mm-hmm. You're gonna appear to be more aggressive. And also, I mean, if we all get to a seven, that's yeah. great. But you can't always be the one to take it there. And but the thing, but the issue here, and it is true, the issue is, is that you know, Shani and Evelyn have an air about them, mm-hmm. and they have an air of like we've been here, we ain't going nowhere. Shiny's executive producer, you know, you step out of line, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the personality type. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I didn't really thought about it until I'm talking about it right now. So I don't even know how people are going to respond to what I have to say. But the truth is like, you know, I probably more than likely will have an OG type of personality because I catch I catch what the little things that people do, the little airs they put off, the little things they say, and it would drive me up a wall. So that would mean that like, even though everybody else at the four, 
I'm coming in at a seven or a ten because I'm already pissed off at the situation. And I completely understand that. But she signed up for it. But at the same time, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about basketball wise if it wasn't for her. No, no. I mean, she's great. She's great TV. Like, yeah. I, you know, but it's like, you, do, but in life, but in life, sometimes it's like you meet a person's like knuck if you, you bug. Do. You do. And some people are used to just being that, you know, I can pop off. I can do all, all the stuff and I have these airs and stuff and no one's going to check it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like to me, Evelyn got checked. Oh, she did. Hard body. It was a check. I, mean, I love Evelyn, but she yeah. <laughs> got that ass handed to yeah. her. Because I see <clears throat> on the show, I see on the reunion, Evelyn was sitting there looking salty. Mm-hmm. She was like sulking. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only issue I have with the whole situation is that, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with Evelyn, has nothing to do with Shawnee. It's mm-hmm. if you come into a series and you brand yourself as aggressive mm-hmm. and that's your thing, you then in turn can't get mad or get upset when other people call you what you asked to be called. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But she probably And did it's it. weird that she turned it into like this whole like colorism thing and I don't necessarily think that that's even valid. It's just, it, it was off-putting to me. But keep her on the show. Let her come back. Yeah. You know. I think that, you know, I think that when you come into a situation like that, it's a defense mechanism to be like, don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. I'm aggressive. I will pop off. Because she, cause she's trying to say, the, you know, set the tone because she knows what she's coming into. I feel it when I watch the show. Mm-hmm. It's very much so like these are the ones that you can't be touched. And then these, you know, y'all can fight amongst yourselves. Well, mm-hmm. OG said, no, I'm going to go for the ones that can't be touched. Who said that you can't, I can't come for you? Who says that I can't read you? Who said that we can't go back and forth? Who said I can't put you in the bushes? <laughs> and she did push her in yeah. the bushes, and too. But, but, but Evelyn was the one in that situation, too, that was being aggressive. She was running down CC. Right, she was. You, no, so I'm she, not Evelyn, that. Evelyn was running down she CC. She absolutely was. To do what? To try to act like, to touch her, uh, to confront her. That's what I'm but saying. But it was aggression. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so OG saw that and started trucking down that and way, too. And gave her the aggression. And gave her the aggression that she was trying to... A lot of times in the situation, they act like they're going to do something and they don't mm-hmm. really do it. OG started doing it. Right. And that's a lot of that, too. I mean, I think a lot, I mean, we're conditioned to like reality show fighting. You know, we'll scream and argue and let security mm-hmm. hold us back. You know, that's kind of what they do. Yeah. But OG's like, no, bitch, I'm going to attack you. And some people like me, I'm the same way. Like, <laughs> like I'm th- that's you. why I haven't done reality TV other than the Chef Roleplay show. And yeah. I almost lost it there. But yeah. what people didn't see was I took the mic off and smashed and it with my it heel. You did. I went off. I really was like, I know y'all did not do this to me. Like, I was like trying, I was about to choke Roleplay. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to choke him to death. Seriously. Ooh, it was hot. It was hot. It was so hot. <laughs> All my curls fell. Flashback. It was so hot. Makeup. And I, at so that time, hot. I wasn't eating that much. We were skinny. I was skinny. <laughs> I was like, I had like, we the, the veins were popping out of my neck. I was about to leave this earth because it was so hot. <laughs> it was so hot. But anyway, that's why I don't do it. Yeah. Because I can't, I don't play, I'm not good with pretend. Right. <laughs> Somebody throw a drink on me, I'm going to handle it like I would do in everyday life. I'm going to beat your ass. Right. And ain't no like, oh, let me throw a drink too. No, I'm going to start on your face. <laughs> it's going to be a one-two combo. Um. Anyway, so but, but the race thing. Okay, Evelyn. So what's going on is that OG is saying and making accusations against Evelyn, saying that she is a bigot. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two sets. Like during the show, she was like, Evelyn, you want to be black. You're not black. You'll never be black. This and the third. And then on social, she's accusing Evelyn of being racist. Right. But it's just, but it's, and then Evelyn is suing her for defamation. Correct. And it gets also convoluted because, you know, Evelyn did call the the, um, the Chinese lady um, Ling, Ling. Ling Ling as if she did nails. And then she also called um, a black, some black girl a monkey. Did she call OG a monkey? No. So she made like a vague Instagram story. 
you know, about like behavior, blah, 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 blah. And then have like a little monkey gif. Oh, okay. So it could be, it can be inferred. Okay. I will say that. And, and, and this, you know, this goes into a deeper issue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of deeper issues here. And what OG said to Evelyn is how certain people feel about mixed race people. Afro-Latinas. Or Afro-Latinas or mixed race people in general. Mm-hmm. So like Afro-Latinas are mixed race people. Mm-hmm. So people who know their ancestry, they'll understand that. And we all are mixed, really. If you think about it, there is nothing. This whole concept of race is something that's to the United States. Right. What's black and what's white? <laughs> what, what, are, what are Native Americans then? Are they red? Like, I mean, what is right. the, the colors? I mean, like, you're literally labeling people by a color. Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, colors that don't even really line up to people's actual, you know, skin color. Anyway, so it's become this whole thing where, you know, what is black enough? Mm-hmm. Or what is black? Or, or or because our if you're dark skinned are you more black? Right. I mean, are you okay? Are you the real black? And, and we're just like faux black and faux black, or or you can't. And but it goes on both sides because then you on Evelyn's side, you then you have her saying stuff to a person who is, um, you know, dark skinned, right? And those things, you know, saying ugly, you're ugly, you're you know, you gorilla, you know, like. Which all her best friend said that too now. I know. Cece said it too. But I'm saying, but it's still... <laughs> it's still it, a thing. It's the juxtaposition right. of it. Cece didn't get it because Cece is not black. No. So that's the difference. Right. So what you have here is just a, a, a light-skinned Afro-Latina mm-hmm. or a light-skinned Latin woman going in on a dark-skinned black woman. And so this is the issues that are coming from that. There are some deep-seated, deep. Deep deep-seated issues within that. And that's what we're seeing right now. And, and in some ways, they're both wrong. I think in all ways they're both wrong. In some ways, they're both wrong. And, you know, in regards to Evelyn doing a Ling Ling thing. Wrong. That was racist as hell. And putting a little monkey down there. Wrong. Wrong. And... <laughs> I mean, I don't, but OG playing the card the way she's doing it when this is not quite the issue. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Evelyn, I don't, I think there's some interracial, not interracial, what do you call it within, intra, not inter, intra, intraracial issues going on here. Yeah, some, something, some, some, something I think. Because yeah. you can look at, yeah, you can look at Evelyn and tell that there's some African, some African there. Right. She's, there's I mean, Puerto there's some black, black there. Yeah, Exactly. Puerto Rican, Dominicans, all of them have yeah. black in them. Same thing with Cardi. Cardi right. has black in her too. Right. Not black, but African. Right. From Africa. Same thing. Yes. Same thing. Because, you know, they had plantations as well. Correct. In the Caribbean. The sugar cane. They needed they had to do what they had to do. So I don't know. It's, it 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 makes me feel the whole situation makes me feel awkward. Mm-hmm. And it also makes me feel awkward because you can it's kind of beca- where you sit on in the the racial um, spectrum. spectrum is oftentimes lining up to who you support. Yeah. You know, I think I would probably be like one of the few to say like, I, I support OG in terms of you come into a new situation. I don't have to play by your rules. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you, oh, you, you're untouchable. I'm going to touch you. That's how I am. This is like my mentality. I'm okay. I'm on her side when it comes to that. Like Shawnee and Evelyn don't need to be respected when they're not doing 
things that need to be respected. I if you're going to conduct yourself in a way and be shady and, you know, be messy, then I'm going to call you out on being shady and being messy and the stuff you do. Just because you are executive producer on the show and just because you've been on the show for a long time does not mean that I can't address you directly. Mm-hmm. And that's what OG brought to the table. All this race stuff, I feel like it, it's not... This is personal. Yeah, it's not my... It's, the show. it's not my ministry. Yeah. But I don't see how Evelyn can be suing for defamation when she has done bigoted things. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, Colin said, <clears throat> you know, the prime example is the girl being lonely or insinuating that somebody's a monkey. You know, because you can't do that because that is, that is, no, a, that's a, thing. That is a, that, cult- that's that is a, a thing. cultural thing that you cannot call a black person or insinuate a black person is a monkey. That on his, on his face, it's not just a thing, it's racist. So, because if somebody called me a monkey, Right now, I will be popping off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you would be. <laughs> Someone said, you monkey. And the problem is, oftentimes, in our own race, we do that to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on. The whole yeah. situation is making me feel like, This is going to a place. Yeah. You know how to start throwing drinks again? And I'm the, not really and, here for this. Exactly. And the truth is, OG wasn't on a reunion, and she wasn't there for a reason, because the girls couldn't take it. Yeah. Why couldn't she be there? Because they don't want to get fought. Yeah, but they have security. They don't ever really fight no reunion. Love and hip hop reunions are the most violent ever, and everybody still showed up. But they don't want to get fought. No, Shawnee don't play that. She don't. She do, they, not getting pushed again. She doesn't want to be addressed. Like they, she, I don't think they want to have her there saying that and bringing up. I don't think Evelyn wanted all of the Ocho Cinco stuff to come up. And all of the um, her racial stuff to be repeated on national television, all of that. Maybe. That's why she alluded to it. Well, they had her in like a different room at first, right? Oh, gee, no, you can be here, but on satellite. And she, and she like, said, oh, "No, okay. yeah, no." I mean, I think that it. They just thought that she was probably going to be like the rest of the girls that she'll put up some of a fight, but she wouldn't take it too far. Mm-hmm. And OG, in their minds, took it too far. Right. But I'm saying that. In my mind, she didn't because that's probably how I would respond to the situation, minus the race stuff. I ain't worried. I'm so quick with it. Like, it ain't even about, you can call me, you could call me a monkey, I'm going to call you something else. Right. We're going to be calling each other something. Two seconds. We're going to be two monkey calling Mm -hmm. people because it, but it ain't, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, then you're a racist. I'm not, no, no. I'm just going to say something to hit you back. We're just going to go at it. Right. That's my me. So I'm OG minus all the race stuff. And then Evelyn. It's, I mean, I, Evelyn's funny too. That she's whole, hilarious. Evelyn knows TV. Like when she was doing that little thing, she was I patting got A plus credit. Yeah, I got fan. <laughs> she got fan. I love you. Know she mad when her voice started breaking. I got mm-hmm. family. I got me. We have that in common. <laughs> voice breaking. Oh yeah. When Your I voice breaking. Oh, woo. Yeah, yeah. My voice doesn't break. It gets loud. Oh no. It booms. I get no. I start getting all candy. You mean to tell me <laughs> you get candy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't get that. I get booming. No. Then, then I get frustrated because I can't get the words out, yeah. and then my hands start flying. And my arguments that people are like, why are you so loud? Yeah. No. See, I'm like, why are you yelling? No. I'm like, bring it down. Bring I it never down. forget. Bring it down. I had an argument years ago with a friend. I hadn't been angry like that in a long time, mm-hmm. and she. I don't know what had happened, but. Somehow she was somewhere using my name to get, you know, pictures of mimosas and stuff. And that's fine, whatever. But then she was rude to one of my other friends. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And I was like, you got the audacity after you've been using my name and I wasn't even here mm. to be getting this free shit. Then I come into the situation and you can't respect my friends. And then had a nerve that ain't one of your love muffins. 
ain't want to do and I was like you know I had just dealt with it that way and I was like shut up I hit the table and all the mimosas just flew <laughs> <laughs> but I don't it no trembling in my voice I just get loud and mm-hmm. angry and it's like oh wow the man came out mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get to shake and then I get real quiet I get real calm and then mm-hmm. the shit hits the fan the heat comes like I feel when I get truly upset it comes from my feet mm-hmm. and it starts rising and rising and then I have a choice I can push it back try to push it back down or if I'm too mad I'm just gonna let it rise Mm-mm. And then it still takes time to get up, but mm-hmm. once it gets like right to right by my nipples, <laughs> <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> ain't no telling how I'm gonna react. Right. Uh, where else do we want to go? What else do we want to talk about? Uh, we talked about. Um, so Rihanna's quote. Oh, let me go. Hold on. Interesting. Not to cut this off, but to go back to this for a second. OG. That exchange she had with Ocha Cinco, I wouldn't have done that either. That would have been the part that I would have left out of the situation because... Oh, yeah. Let's it, go back to that. It did not seem as though she was someone that Ocho Cinco wanted to deal with. It's kind of like if a woman is throwing themselves at you, mm-hmm. most men is going to entertain it. I mean, entertain on some level, but it was not like, let's meet up, let's get it popping. So let's go to, to those because I... It was interesting because, you know, she posted them on her Instagram story. I don't know if you saw. Mm-mm. But she did. Two things. One, it's 2019. Your iPhone got text from 2011. You've been backing up your phone faithfully for 10 years. Right. Wow. Right. I wish I had 2011 text messages on my phone. Uh, number two, looking at them, the conversation, he's like, you know, send me pictures. She sends one of her. He's sending like Sports Illustrated, like <laughs> naked press shots, like Google images. Right. And I'm like, is this actually Ocho Cinco? Does right. she get catfish? Like I, I don't. The verdict is still out. Still for out. Me, yeah. Because I, I really don't know. Not to say that it's so unbelievable that he wouldn't be into her. Because I don't think that's the case. But I do think, like, damn, that's weird. Yeah. I think that I think there is a possibility. I think there is a possibility he will be into her. I mean, the majority of his children were by dark, a dark skinned woman. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's not the issue. The issue is that we're looking at those text matches, like, because we know how people text. Mm-hmm. I know how people get it popping in DMs, and that's not a sign of getting it popping. Especially if you're saying, "Hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby," and he ain't saying nothing, right? And then he's gonna send you some press shots. <laughs> I mean, I want some dick shots. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're sending some pull, Google... Pull the baby python out. No, we ain't seen none of that. I want to see... I want to see something. I want to see it eat a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mouse for it to eat. Right. So, where where is it? I mean... And then you went from text in 2011 to DMs, mm-hmm. but then, like, and I not will back say, to text? And I will say this, too. Evelyn's funny because she's funny. Because when they were out in the campgrounds, I don't know where the fuck they were. Costa Rica. <laughs> and they were in the middle of the somewhere. And OG was like um, saying something. She said something about Ocho Cinco, right? Uh-huh. And Evelyn read the text messages. And the way she looked back at her, <laughs> it took me out. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> you, have, you have to go and watch that clip. But it's so funny because the way she was looking like, it was like a, a teacher when, it, when a kid's been too loud. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and the pattern of a cuckoo is hilarious. Mm. Oh God, you know that that her um her hoo ha was throbbing. I'm sure. You know it was like throbbing. Yeah, no, I could probably mm. take a beating. Oh my God. Um <laughs> Where do you want to go next? What are we talking about? Um, I was gonna oh, get Rihanna. into Rihanna's vogue quote because I thought it was interesting how she you know spoke about the Super Bowl. What did she say? Say it. Um well she was asked if she turned down the Super Bowl because of Kaepernick and she was like 
Uh, I couldn't dare do that for what? Who gains from that? Not my people. I just couldn't be a sellout. I couldn't be an enabler. Mm. And then she said, there's things within within that organization that I do not agree with at all. And I was not about to go and be one of service to them in any way. Mm. She was not going to be of service to them in any way. That felt that felt like that's when I when I saw that quote that made me think of like she must be in a really good place in terms of if she were to not have a relationship with Rock Nation, mm. and I believe she is um, in general. And it also made me think about like what you know are they involved in her Fenty stuff and what level? And I think that it probably is a no. It would have to be. I think is a no. I think that she probably has been that's what she's been working on this whole time mm. is probably her freedom her financial freedom her freedom to say something like that because she could have you know we talked before the show but she could have went and tried to nix that mm. or change that take that quote out or something and because she had to have known that that is something that people would probably have latched on to mm. Rihanna turning down the Super Bowl because of Kaepernick and that it does no service to her people. How does it help my people? I couldn't be an enabler. An enabler. And she's also smart. She also knows that she is perceived as woke. Mm -hmm. She is perceived as someone that is for the people, of the people, and from the people. And the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a situation, even if it's a short-term money gain, is to do something like that and then all of your other projects and things. And, you know, and I hope that this is who she truly is as a person. But I think for her bigger picture, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because that's why she has such a loyal fan base that's engaged to everything that she's trying to sell and put out is because of her wokeness, her realness. And when she was on Instagram, she was the one on Instagram that made everybody else have to be more real. Mm Mm-hmm. So we all remember how Beyonce started using the Instagram and it was very much so like, I'm going to take a picture up against the wall and I'm going, it's the same thing every day. It was seemed like, it was right. like no personality in it. And then I believe that Rihanna's one of the people that not just Beyonce, but just people in general had to be more open. Mm-hmm. They had to share more. People wanted to see that everything is not always perfect, even though Beyonce still gives you very much so. I'm going to give these, these are my moments. These are my moments. But at least they feel like her moments. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, I think that that's what people have begun to expect of people mm-hmm. is that you share, you know, to some extent, the ups and the downs and some type of reality about your life. Right. You know, it's even even it's funny, too. Sometimes when celebrities are like, oh, I don't have any makeup on. But you have been getting thousands and thousands of dollars of facial treatments for years that even without makeup, your face should look at a certain level of fly and of beauty because of the fact that you can afford treatments that nobody else can. Right. So even at that, it's not playing fair, but, (laughs) you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's still a hodgepodge of fuckery. But at the end of the day, um, I, I salute Rihanna for saying that. Me too. And she had to know that that was going to be perceived possibly as a slap in the face to Jay-Z and what he's doing with the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. I mean, her stance is her stance. She's earned that right. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, she... And, and yeah. Yeah. And you can even tell, like, with the cover, and she's on... <laughs> we take it for granted, but the cover of Vogue. She is. I'm like, oh, another Rihanna <laughs> Vogue cover. Okay. <laughs> she's She is on Vogue. Yeah. looking very natural and beautiful and wearing Fenty makeup mm. and Fenty Just clothing. Fenty, Fenty. Just everything on her, her. I mean, can you imagine like 
your everything you're wearing is from your Maison. Like it's like it's her house. It's like no everything. Not in my wildest dreams. The shoes, the clothes. The, she got, probably got um, Savage Fenty. What is okay, it? Fenty, Savage Fenty underwear um, lingerie situation going on. It's just that's just the boss move of all boss moves. And you're dating a billionaire. I guess you could slap Jay Z in the face when you're dating, dating a, a billionaire, and you're about to be one yourself. Right. She. I mean, she has to be getting close or rapidly. Headed that way, because I think her what is that six hundred million? million? Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is year one, so we'll see. Oh my goodness! I got to start doing something. <laughs> okay, I'm like shit. Let me put out a lip kit. Let me, uh, actually, let me get the fuck up off this podcast. Uh, I got some. I got some other things to do. So I'm making some bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> Kalina and Safari they're married oh my goodness and having a baby and they did show the the baby the ultrasound and Safari said it looked like him his head is shaped or he his or her head is shaped like his I'm just saying they better name it Mona Mona they own Mona for everything yeah they better name that baby Mona or Scott it's just interesting how people and I've seen it happen on The Housewives and I've seen it happen on, you know, other reality shows, including Love and Hip Hop, where people make certain decisions that have a lifetime effect for a temporary check. Mm-hmm. So for this in this situation, I do believe that a big incentive for them to get married and to have a child is for a storyline. For sure. And a wedding special and, and all that. Oh, yeah. It's just and that's just interesting that you're making these decisions with this person you know, that's highly Forever. incentivized because um, you want these checks, these checks. And from what I understand, these checks are not that big and significant at all. Mm. So, I mean, like, <laughs> in a lot of these cases, I mean, when I'm hearing a love and hip hop, people can just go get a job. It'll be better to go and get a nine to five somewhere than to with the money that they make. They probably make less than people who work or not, you know, or just like, or <clears throat> right. wait until, or whatever you got to do. I'm just saying people are out here you know, making forever decisions because of checks that are not going to change their life. No. They might pay rent for a month or two. And then what makes it even worse is that that's how they keep them trapped. That's how Mona keeps them trapped is because... You got to keep working. You got to keep working because you're paying for a lifestyle that you can't afford. So now, not only do you have a lifestyle you can't afford, you're in debt and these checks are small. So I Mm. give you just enough. It's kind of like being an indentured servant. It is a little bit. You know, you didn't. Yeah, you, know, you heard about like how they had them farmers, uh-huh. and the farmers you come and they like they you know they work, but they, they don't work enough to pay off the debt, and the debt keeps getting bigger, and so they keep having to work, and so they become like a slave. That's how it really is. No, for real. I mean, that's the real talk. Here's today's stem tip: Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at She Can Stem. A message from the Ad Council. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. Understandable. But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? Even if it's been a while. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash future of work. I mean, like, <laughs> at least the Housewives of Atlanta get paid pretty good money. Okay, in the millions, most of them. Yeah. 
But I'm just saying, like, at least they get that. Like, imagine, like, just being on television, literally acting. Being exploited. A- exploited and acting like Boo Boo the Fool. Because you already know that Safari and Erica are going to be separated and divorced within the next 60 season. days. Next season. Next 60 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like Joe Button and Sin. Sin. And now mm-hmm. Sin is doing interviews with, with, um, I love New York. Tiffany, Tiffany. Pollard mm-hmm. um, talking about you know that was the best decision leaving that relationship I was the that. best decision of her life <laughs> I'm like girl why don't you just okay and I am so happy that Tiffany is back on TV or back doing digital because she's so hilarious she's hilarious she's hilarious she's perfect for it and I'm happy about that but I just felt like Sin going there and talking about her Joe Button situation was a mistake mm. It's not. It, it didn't. It didn't even come across right either. And I also hate situations where either you're going to talk about it or you're not. Oh, you're not going to talk about it. Right. Don't halfway talk about it and not help the public perception of you. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you got. We got to for a camera. What's a camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta. If you're gonna put it out there, put it out there and let us know what happened, so we can either feel bad for you or not. But right now, it's still it's still a knot. It's like it's very much so a knot. And I also feel that why does everything that happened in a personal situation have to come out and be addressed? Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, oftentimes, relationships don't work out. Say, I moved on. Yeah. What can I say? The only relationships that I feel like that continue to work, especially marriages, is that when people realize it's a partnership, mm-hmm. and they take out the other things, some of the other things, you know, like or they're not as concerned with the cheating or with, you know attitudes or whatever if you think about the bigger picture of the partnership so let's just figure this out Jay-Z and Beyonce they're stronger together they're a partnership Mm -hmm. Will and Jada they're stronger together correct and the things that may happen that fuck up little regular relationships don't have to move yeah exactly and I was having that conversation I had to figure that out for myself too Mm. like just like what is important to me like recently I was just like because I've told you about the guy I'm talking to and he's like always on Grindr Mm mm-hmm and these other apps and it bothers me to no end and I can literally track to see like you know the thing about it and we'll talk about Instagram in a second how they change it up yeah we'll get to that but it's like you know it's hard for me I can track to see his location where he goes I can see when he goes to work I can see when he comes back I can see when he goes and does something else that I know that he does and I just like why do you feel and I had a conversation with him did you? I did okay good I had the conversation I said I basically said I, I know that you like you're always on the app mm-hmm. like what is it and I said I need to know what it is because I just want I want to know what to be prepared like, for what am I getting myself because into? if you are having people come up and in out your space on a daily basis I need to know that because it's going to be likely that I'm gonna run into some of them while we're together exactly. and I don't want people to feel like oh I got something on B Scott exactly I need to know that you don't actually you don't have something on B Scott because I'm aware of what he's doing mm-hmm. and it is I've what it is I've decided that this is okay this is okay or not right I just right. don't want to be blindsided because you know you know how the gays will Ooh, give it to you speaking to the choir you know you know how the gays Shut will give it to you. you the gays will give it to you they will be like oh hey because they want to be in my face anyway uh-huh. but then on top of that it will be like mm-hmm. come up with that lingering hug hey hey, hey such and such uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, I, and then I just can't because I don't I, it's impossible for me to miss anything same I can catch something in the bathroom okay. in terms of like something going on outside didn't I when I was when I I thought I saw something. Did I? Did I? Did y'all speak? Have I read your lips right? <laughs> you said. 
<laughs> what did she say? What did he say? Oh, oh, oh okay. yeah. And actually, I had left one of my earpieces over but here. But wait, didn't you say last week that exactly? Uh, and then, it's, and then it's the whole thing. So I, I needed to know what it is to so I can be prepared. Mm-hmm. And it does bother me, and it still bothers me even outside of the conversation because yeah. I just feel like, why are you always on it? Like I think it's normal to be like. Oh, you you can go check it out like once or twice a day, mm. but if you're on it, like it's always a green light. It's like you just, I'm like, <laughs> you just, you're just on it. You're just living on the apps. It's just living on the apps, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And he was just like basically saying that no, it's not like that. You know, if you know that it is, if he sees someone that has in, has interest in or whatever the case may be, that may happen, but mm-hmm. it's not like every day. Mm-hmm. And we're not in an exclusive relationship, so that's not a question either. Mm-hmm. And but what I'm saying for myself is like, if I want to build something with him, does that part? How much does that matter to me? Because the truth be told, I have my situations too, mm-hmm. and I kind of said that to him. I said, okay, okay, okay. So what what I'm hearing from you <laughs> is that you want to play the situation game, mm-hmm. and if you want to play the situation game, be prepared for when I start playing the situation, situation game. game, and I can play the situation game better than you where you may be picking that riffraff off the street right I you may put, be put in a situation where you see someone come and make you feel awkward mm-hmm. that would really gonna make, make you, feel, you awkward. feel awkward right so if that's if that's what you want to do then we can do that and then we can I can just prepare myself mentally to not be so invested invested in whether or not you're always on grinder. Yeah, I hate the situation game I don't like it I don't want to play it. Yeah. I don't. It's not worth it to me. But it's hard because at the end of the day, like, I do like being around him. Mm -hmm. And so what it comes down to is that, okay, do I lose all the other elements of companionship that I appreciate? We can spend a whole day together. We can, like, laugh together. We don't get on each other's nerves. Um, You know, I'm easily, it's easy for someone to get on my nerves, put Mm -hmm. it that way. It doesn't take long for most people. I would be like, oh, my God, this is not going to work. I got to go. I'm going to throw him over the balcony. Um, (laughs) So when it doesn't happen, it's like, wow, I like we need to make this happen. And so all the other things, dinners, movies, just sitting around, sitting around doing nothing is great. Right. Minus the fact that when we're not in each other's presence, I if I just so happen, I need to stop looking. But if I go and I go and look. Curiosity kills my cat every, every time. time. Like, and this, the cat has been stabbed. I'm limping away. But, <laughs> and then I go back to look again. Mm-hmm. And then one thing I think has saved a lot of relationships is that now Instagram has taken away the activity of other people. Mm, the following tab is gone. So the following tab on Instagram is gone. So now people cannot be nosy Damn. about what other people are doing. And I also like it because... When I had my, when I had my, um, you know, my Instagram or whatnot, I have an Instagram now, but it's like low key. Um, but not, not an official, not an official Scott Instagram. No. It's a mind your business. Let me do my thing. Instagram. Exactly. I was like, I need to still see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, well, anyway, interact with people in a certain way. So I would like certain guys or certain people or whatever. And then I would start seeing other people liking those guys. I need to make sure that the people that I have selected only can be seen by me. But here's the thing. So what happens with that is what I was reading Mm -hmm. is that when people you interact with Mm -hmm. like things, Mm -hmm. Instagram will then throw those people in people's explore, explore. Uh, Okay. So for me, 
I just recently became a big proponent of the following tab. I'd say mm-hmm. like last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would happen is, you know, I would start seeing like more and more people that I didn't really know, but somehow like all of my friends knew, but none of them actually knew them. Mm. They were like all liking their shit. I was like, how does mm. everybody know this one man in fucking Nassau when nobody knows this man in Nassau? Right. So Instagram was giving me the things. Yeah. You know. Or Instagram is giving you things that you already like. The thing, things that you, or things similar to what you like. Oh, the more you teach yeah. it, the more it but knows. But what I'm just trying to say is that like I just need it because I am very select. Same. About the people. Not really. You like, a, your Instagram is like, all these fine guys. Oh, we're talking about, oh, we're talking about that. I, yeah. oh, I thought we were talking about the people. Oh, I thought we were talking about the people that I choose <laughs> you, to engage with. Okay. That's what I thought you we were talking about. You could change your Instagram to like fine black men. <laughs> I really could. What can I say? You should start in one. You should start. You There's know, so many. No, you should start one. You should figure out a way to There's start so one to showcase all the people in your collection. Because you have a collection of fine black but men here's the thing. that you follow but from all thing, over the world. Which is beautiful, yeah. but it doesn't, it's like art. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean anything to it's, me. It's beautiful, but it's I, like, I was oh, like, there's so many people. I, people I would be like, wow, this is one that Denver hasn't liked yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure people probably feel that way, but oh. Yeah, but I'm saying, but that's why I'm but happy. It's only a matter of time before I see him. That's why I'm happy. No, certain pieces, I was like, <laughs> just, I just have to just, that's why I'm happy it's gone for me. Because I'm yeah. like, I don't care about what other people are liking, I mean, of, of a liking. I just don't want people seeing what I'm liking and then they blow up the person I'm liking spot. That's and then right. it's like, he becomes like community. Pro- I hate community property. And that's when, that's when they lose. The allure. Not the, yeah, allure and they lose their minds. <laughs> you know, people, people let these likes make you think that you're more than what you are. Right. And then, okay, well then what I do is, okay, well you're more than what you are. And then what is that? What is that exactly? Now that you want to be more than what you are, now, okay, you are more than what you are. Okay, so where are you? (laughs) (laughs) How have you monetized those those likes likes on Instagram? Hmm. See your shirts off again. How's that working out for you? My what? I said, I see your shirts off again. How's that working out for you these days? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's one of the people who post on Instagram. Yeah. Every day, it's like, you know, and some of the guys, and guys and girls, it's giving me a new position. What? Like the guys on Instagram, like give me, they take the same picture the same way every day. Oh yeah. So like you know, give me a new position. Give me something laying down. Give me okay. you know, try something new. Put some clothes on. Find a new machine in the gym. Yeah. Just just wear a tight shirt. <laughs> or just like yeah. People work with what they got though. I, I, I yes, they work with what they got. But when it becomes too many people in the market, mm-hmm. everybody loses value. Mm-hmm. Unless you are truly exceptional and unique. It's kind of like with the the in, um, blogging and podcast and thing. There's so many people coming into the industry. Mm-hmm. Is that you really have to have something? You have to be something for people to even pay attention because it's so many. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's so many people saying, "Pick me, choose me, listen to me." You know, it's like every day. Give me something else. Yeah, and no Instagram is like the likes, and then you like you. The reason why I think that it's good that they took the following um, activity away. It's because people should be interacting with the content that they want to interact with as opposed to seeing what other celebrities and people they follow are interacting with. Have your own mind on some level. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, at least find your own people to follow. 
Right. It's going to suck for the like the outlet to rely on that for like who followed who and like who left what comment because now mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to track that. And as you see already, the Shade Room and other outlets, I mean, you said you didn't want to say the name, but Shade Room does that. The Shade Room will find comments yeah. of people. And I think it's because they had ghost accounts that only follow celebrities. celebrities. And so anytime in their follow activity, something that you know, was comment interesting. Blue, blue, blue. interesting, they could then easily take it, screenshot it, and post Share it. Content. So I do believe that that will still happen to a certain degree, but it's going to be a delay. Mm-hmm. You know, things that would happen instantaneous would now take two or three days. Right. Because somebody's going to have to go through and look at and look individual at, pages. Or a fan or someone who works with the company will have to take a screenshot and send a tag or, or, or go through. It's like, can you imagine trying to go through? Because celebrities get thousands and thousands of comments and they may choose to respond to one. Mm-hmm. And that is the one that you want to showcase. But how, imagine going through, clicking more comments, more comments, more comments and right comments. Because they don't always show up automatically. They don't always. And mm-hmm. I think Instagram is doing things. It seems like they're just doing things to control what other people can gather mm-hmm. from their users' use. If that makes sense. So they're basically just trying to make it as mysterious as possible if you're not the person using it. So we can't, it's going to be harder and harder for us to see what other people are doing with content. Right. Because they're even thinking about taking the likes away. Mm hmm. So what is that going to do to people? Kill their self esteem. What is that going to do? I mean, then how would you judge posts then? Because people need to judge things. Right. That's the whole point. Right. Social media has always had that, even when it was like, you know, you had MySpace, like mm-hmm. you're in your top eight and you had oh, a certain yeah. amount of followers mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like they do that because people, I don't know, they they're, I follow this person. Do other people follow this person? Do they like this person? Mm-hmm. They're looking for validation. Yeah. And but if they take it away, then I guess they would be like <clears throat> the number of comments. Maybe the more comments you get, maybe that's. But even that's tedious. Yeah. You know. Anything else we want to talk about? We had a lot of say what nows that I saw. Uh, we did. Uh, we did. Um, wait, this is Twitter. This is not. Are we talk about that Botham Jean trial and how they murdered that man. Oh, we did not talk that about witness, that. They murdered that man. So basically, there was the whole case, and it was in Texas, right? Dallas, yeah. In Dallas, Texas, where the police, the white police officer, um, was mis- allegedly mistaked. She went to the wrong apartment mm-hmm. and thought that a, a man was in her apartment eating a bowl of cereal. Right, and she shot and killed him. Shot and killed spot. him on the spot. And then did all this fuck shit, caught her partner, didn't do CPR. So she went to trial for murder, mm-hmm. was found guilty. Yep. Um, then only given 10 years. Didn't only give him 10 years, and the judge hugged her, and his brother hugged her. And the judge <laughs> hugged her and gave her a Bible. Mm-hmm. which is very bizarre and strange and weird. And I just know for a fact that if the shoe was on the other foot, if a black man had walked into an apartment that he thought was his and, and killed, killed a, white woman. a white woman in her own apartment, he would be getting the electric chair. Mm-hmm. They would be, he would have got the death penalty. But somehow we as black people are, always expected to forgive mm-hmm. and to even when we've been done wrong like like that like someone's been murdered like you murdered my brother and somehow it's the good thing for me to do is to come and give you a hug I may have gotten to that part I'm not going to judge him for that but I'm saying for me personally now if somebody had just murdered my one of my siblings right I may get to the forgiveness, mm-hmm. but I'm just not going to do it because that's what immediately, because that's what Christianity and Jesus would like, because I'm not Jesus. It's right. going to take me some time 
to get to that place. Well, that's how they expected us to get over slavery. Yeah, but it's right. But it's because we, <laughs> like, it's we've because been conditioned we, to just move on and right. forgive, and and know. we've been conditioned to being like, oh, this is just what white people do. Right. We, we we are used to being mistreated, so it's like because we are used to it, it's like okay, we should recover from it quickly. I mean, quickly, but that's not the case, mm-hmm. or it shouldn't be the case. But then you have the black judge hugging her, giving her a Bible. You have his brother hugging her. And then when you find out that that's part of the reason why they gave her only 10 years, because they said that she showed remorse, it's kind of like a, an even bigger slap in the face. You know? Yeah. And then, so, the guy that testified in the court case that actually was his neighbor. Joshua Brown. And heard it, or, you know, had some things heard to... Heard it, sh- saw out the peephole, could give his account of what happened. Right. Was murdered. It was murdered, and then uh, now it's come out that allegedly it's, he drove basically across the country <laughs> to buy some weed and it was a drug deal going wrong. Right. So just to clean it up, um, they said that three men from Louisiana drove from Louisiana to Texas okay. to get buy, buy weed. weed, buy drugs, weed cartridges from this man at his apartment. And it went left and they shot him and killed him and left the drugs and took the gun and <laughs> yeah, but it, the, the the what this you know the problem is this is always the case to explain why a black man was murdered <laughs> always a drug deal going wrong but the issue here that I have with it is how he was murdered they shot him in his mouth right that was like it was like an a, a assassination. assassination 100% this is not this was a hit it felt like it's, it, they murdered him like a hit but they're saying that it was a drug deal going wrong right and it's just not making sense to me. And you mean to tell me this man Some weed cartridges? is a drug dealer. The Dallas police had no idea, no previous, and they didn't use any of that to discredit him in their testimony right. at all? Right. Not only that, this man testified, was already on high alert, so mm-hmm. kept 12 pounds of marijuana and four grand in his apartment, mm-hmm. even though he had just gone through one of the highest profile cases of the year. None of that makes sense. And they have the judge on camera when he asked to be excused or something, and she said, of course, and then she said... I'm surprised he even showed up. So she caught him. She, mm-hmm. The mic was the, heard her saying about the witness, him, mm-hmm. about the guy who was murdered. Basically, under her breath, was like, I'm surprised he even showed up. Right. So that just shows that she's on the side of the police. And also the police had supported her and contributed to her campaign. They yeah. endorsed her, right? Mm-hmm. The police endorsed her to be for her judgeship. Oh, yeah. This You can't make it up. It's like the, the level. And the thing is, we have been bombarded every day with such extreme stuff in the last you know four three to four years dealing with all this trump stuff we have become desensitized even before that like it it, when all of the every other day someone was being shot during the whole black lives matter you know Mm. movement situation it's like every other day somebody was being shot and it was hard to not become desensitized because it was happening at such a rapid pace rapid pace and i wonder is it still happening now and it's just not making our attention i wouldn't know because I'm just like, what has happened to Black Lives Matter? I feel like what has happened to Black Lives Matter is now is just taking on different people. It's like, you know, they have the the organization has disbanded into into individual people, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So it's like it's what Sean King is doing mm-hmm. is, you know, D-Ray. what D-Ray is doing. I don't know who else is doing it, but I'm saying like it seems like it's that that I mean, more specifically is Sean King. It seems like because, I mean, he is the one that like is. For better or for worse of what I've been seeing, whether people like him or dislike him, the reason why he still has significance is because he is the one 
that is alerting us to this type of things happening. Mm-hmm. So, He's for example, so for example, he was the way that I saw the video of the judge saying that under her breath. That was mm-hmm. on his Instagram page. Mm-hmm. So my thing is that if people want to get Sean King up out of here then who is going to provide the information that he's providing? Yeah, but who's providing the information that he's providing so well? I mean, he's like, because what we're seeing is, honestly, there's a back end to what he's doing, too. He has a a team of people or somebody or or people working to put out this information on a very consistent way in a very consistent manner. And that is, in and of itself, is going to cause a certain amount of a following Mm -hmm. and also get you awards like Rihanna at her foundation you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you just don't, like, if you're doing the work, the work for better, for worse, even yeah. if you're skimming off the top. Yeah. But you're still doing the work. You're still doing the work. You, and then, then you, then at a certain point, and I think that the problem was with D-Ray is that he should have spoke out about this sooner. A long time ago. If he wanted to address this, he should have spoke about it sooner because now it's too late. Yeah. Because now, Sean King has gotten to a certain size where even D-Ray was looking like a hater. Right. As valid as the stuff may have been. Right. Either, either you're going to nip it in the bud early, but this is a cautionary tale. If you have some grievances with a person, go ahead and do it before the person becomes more than your equal. Mm, that's a word. <laughs> I like that. If you're going to, if you got a grievances and you want, especially in, in the public, like if you want to, now Sean King is, wasn't D-Ray being honored by Rihanna. Mm. It was Sean King. So he's become more than your equal. And I think that's probably what triggered it. Oh, for sure. So I know this nigga ain't about to steal and get honored. Exactly. Yeah. But then it brought up issues with D-Ray too. So it's like. Oh, he was talking about stealing. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. Because, you know, it's like because it's it's like this whole sordid past came up and it became Mm -hmm. a whole thing. But what I'm trying to say is that like I who else is doing what Sean King is doing right now? Right. So in some ways he's winning by default. And it's just, it, you know, and then it becomes, it also ties into the issue that we have with OG and Evelyn, like, because Sean King looks like he's the, 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 he's the light bright and he's like the lightest of the bright. white. We still haven't, we still haven't figured that out. Right. We're saying he's a white man. Yeah. We don't know. But yet he's doing the work mm-hmm. for the black community. He's, you know, right. it's come across that way that he's doing the work for the black community, letting us know what's going on. So it, it's really a catch 22. People have, a lot of people have asked me about how I feel about the whole Sean King, D-Ray, Rihanna situation. But, I mean, that's how I feel about it. I feel that D-Ray waited too late to address him and say the things he needed to say. And he should have did that in the beginning to try to stop it. Yeah. But now, Sean King is more than his equal. Because D-Ray is not doing that work. Right. He's not. I mean, visibly, I'm talking about daily on Instagram posts. It's like a, Sean King has a, it's a whole push out, Mm -hmm. roll out every day. And then what you're having is celebrities are sharing it. Celebrities are talking about it. Other publications are picking it up. People are sourcing his video. It's become, videos is becoming a whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, not becoming, it is the thing. So now once a thing's a thing, then you try to criticize a thing, you end up looking like a hater. Especially if all of the stuff in your past situations is not exactly where it needs to be. Well, That's how you have to figure out who you gonna, okay. who you gonna blow out the water or not. And when? Yeah, and who knows what and mm-hmm. what you have in your past that may be related to it. That if you blow them out, okay, they might blow back on you. <laughs> you know, we've had those conversations about stuff that we before we. So if we put this out, what can so and so say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What what is the the worst outcome? Right. You know, 
And I mean, that does affect certain things. Like even with the Nicole Murphy situation, there's certain mm-hmm. things that I could put out, but then it could complicate other things, other things because certain people that it's also connected to are the ones with the money. Mm-hmm. So people with the money can make your life difficult. Sure can. <laughs> if you don't got the money, <laughs> you sell bracelets. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> well, we're going to end that. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah. Studio. Um, Tyler Perry, it, it's interesting what's happening. Yep. It's a very interesting situation that's happening. It's, it's a person that, and I also found it very um, full circle moment for him to have Spike Lee there. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee was a very vocal um, person. He called him buffoon, I think. Yeah. Spike Lee calls Tyler Perry a buffoon or something of that nature, close to that. Um, and so Tyler Perry is now at a place where he has the largest independent studio in the world and especially in the United States in Atlanta, Georgia and it used to be a confederate meditation military base I think it was confederate yeah Mm -hmm. uh, confederate uh, military base and it's now his studio and to have the potential to to name one of the sound stages after Spike Lee Mm -hmm. so what he's done essentially is bigger than what all the people that he invited there had done individually and or collectively yeah so he had Oprah there, he had Beyonce and Jay-Z there, he had Spike Lee there, he had Sidney Poitier there. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. on, it's on the backs of all those people, of right. course. Um, but at the same time, it's a massive undertaking. It is. It's huge. He literally owns like a city. Yeah. Because when that, I was looking at um, Ava's story, story and she they were talking about how the the sound, the actual houses, so you have neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and those neighborhoods are actually done to code. Mm-hmm. So it's not like these fake little no, houses. Full on, these are full-on functioning there. living houses that, and not just one block. It's like blocks and blocks mm-hmm. of it, and like sound like. And they can build as many and tear down as many houses as they need. Right. Yeah. And then I saw one's going to be an LGBTQ shelter. And and uh, and women's trafficking. Women's, yeah, women's trafficking. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is great. And I also saw in her story that was in- interesting too. His son. His, it's like Ava. I don't. I don't know. Ava was not supposed to kind of show it, but I saw the the woman, the mystery child, the mother. It seems because she was holding him too. He, you know, the son was in between, like right by his waist, and was holding him as he was looking at everything. The mystery son was there. I saw the top of his head. Mm. Um, you know, I caught that too. Mm. I said, oh, "Okay." So mm. yeah, it's a lot of interesting things going on. But kudos, kudos to, to Tyler because that's you know, however you feel about him, it's a big deal. It's huge, and it's the person that the Hollywood hadn't accepted him. Right. He was what um, Spike called him is what most people had um, said about him at some point. And we're saying it up until the grand opening. Yeah. Yep. So. And look at look at what happened. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is. You know, I hate to talk about the Bible, but it's true. In the Bible, one of the scriptures said, what is first will be last and what's last will be first. That's why you have to be really careful about who you talk about and who you underestimate mm-hmm. or who you think is ahead of you. So Tyler Perry could be could have been looking at Spike Lee and all his accomplishments and things and thought that he was ahead of him, mm-hmm. not knowing that in his destiny he was like he was to own a studio. So, okay. I was so Monique feels, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and why wasn't she mm-hmm. there? And the fact that Tyler Perry is worth more than Oprah Winfrey. What? He's worth more. Like long below. Oh yeah, his <laughs> assets alone are worth more. You can do the math. Mm-hmm. Those those Medea movies and those. Um, he had that what that huge um, partnership with Lionsgate mm-hmm. and TBS, and now he has it with Viacom. And like he, the the his profit margins, 
that's how he was able to come up so quick. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like oh, directed, produced, owned by Tyler Perry every single yeah, time. Yeah, but that profit match, every yeah. time you're doing it, you're making that thirty million clear, clear, thirty to forty million clear, thirty to forty million. You only only cost about five hundred thousand dollars to produce the movie. Okay. And you make it all of this clear, and it's he's been bad. doing it, and he's been hitting them with it, and then taking the money instead of being like, oh, look how great I am. He invested in something that most people didn't even see coming. Mm-hmm. Atlanta being such a powerhouse in television and movies was something that they didn't even see really coming or they thought it was like, mm, whatever. Black people. Black people. And he took that, mm, whatever, and he's hunkered down and now he has, he is the space. And mm-hmm. stuff is being produced in Georgia almost as much as it's been produced in California. Yeah, it is. And anybody can produce there and film there. It's like the paramount of Atlanta, basically. That is that is something to say. Yeah, it's a big on big deal. on the low. And that's what I've heard. On the low, I heard that he's worth more than Oprah. I wouldn't be surprised by that. And and that's you can probably see when people start acting a little different towards you. Mm-hmm. It's because they probably feel some kind of way about how you have moved, and now you know you went mm-hmm. from being like, oh, you're my, you know you're my mentor to like, oh, mm-hmm. you're my equal. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a, a thing. And this is like, this is the way that I feel that our community needs to think. Instead of like trying to sit at the table, Tyler went and built his own table, mm-hmm. i.e. a studio. We always like, oh my God, white people choose us, pick us, give us this opportunity, please, please. And so I was like, okay, fuck your please. Right. I'm going to please myself and go build the studio. <laughs> just think about how much the studio, what he's invested in that I is just, worth I alone. Can't even. And the state of the art, high tech, has all this cool shit everywhere. Like, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's a campus. They had, they had to take golf carts. Like, it was like a trolley. Mm. And, you know, it's only a matter of time before they hit up with, like, some, like, you know, fair wages and, you know, respect our workers and all that stuff they try to do. But mm-hmm. we'll see how it plays out. But I'm sure he has one hell of a legal team. Oh, for sure. And I also know that he has that in place to be going this public with it. Mm-hmm. He's doing this now because he has checked off all those boxes because he's wise enough to know that and he's tied up every loose end that, mm-hmm. you know, that could possibly ever come forth in many different, you know what I mean? I feel like that's mm-hmm. just been something he's been doing. My favorite little moment because, you know, I watch the haves and the have-nots little trash TV mm-hmm. and he gave all of them like a little star. Did you see that clip? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, nobody watches the show but me, but this is so cute for them. <laughs> <laughs> they were all emotional and I was like emotional for them. Like, yeah, I, used to wa- I used to watch the show. It, it, it became too much like a soap opera though. Oh, it is, but it's so good. It got it got to like when like Days of Our Lives when you know she had died somebody had died mm-hmm. and the ghost came back it was like it got it was almost to that point. That I think that happened. You think it happened? <laughs> yeah, somebody hallucinated the sister who killed herself. Oh yeah. my god! Then the president got all fine and yeah, it was it's a lot going on. Yeah, that's the black excellence that we need. I haven't been to Atlanta in a long time, but I need to go visit and take a tour like everyone else let's go and get in the trolley and okay just ride around and get it get around and get it i know which is funny because people do that at warner brothers and stuff all the time but it's crazy to think that now people are going to be doing that at tyler studio mm-hmm. and that the um scenes from black panther was shot there mm-hmm. i mean it shows you the level mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. i mean it's like he he has the most state-of-the-art you know facilities in atlanta georgia that is amazing in and of itself. And then think about if he wanted to, he can just start acquiring other companies, other things. Like, he's moving in a way 
that is setting him up to have the collateral needed to then make other moves. Mm-hmm. Like we was like Tyler Perry is about to be. It's about to be a whole. I think it's so. already a situation, but it's about to be a whole. This is just a precursor. I think so. But on that note, Love Muffins, we have talked and talked and talked. And mm-hmm. thank you so much for listening. Please continue to go to lovebscott.com. That's where you can find all the stories that we talked about today. I also have seen that you have been following my Snapchat at, at lovebscott. We're going to be starting doing more podcast things there in the near future. Um, we love and appreciate you. Go to iTunes, you know, subscribe, yeah. Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Ditcher. Yep. Anywhere. Anywhere you can find it, you know, anywhere you can possibly listen to a podcast, we are there. And if you can't find it, tweet me, y'all. Get it. Exactly. Um, Thank you guys so much. And of course, double kisses. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The B. Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B. Scott. And make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on lovebscott.com. 